We on? Well, I was running the countdown, but you know what? I didn't make it to it in time, so we're on. Welcome, Robbie. How are you, buddy? I am good, man. I uh, am in my satellite studio from Panama City Beach. Uh, we had the forecast called for rain all week, but we chanced it, came down anyways, and it's been wonderful weather, and so can't complain. Man, heading back, heading back I, to Tennessee tomorrow, though. So, um, uh, yeah, not last night sharing it with everyone. I, there's one, no doubt, when you're a Tennessee alumni, when you wear it, it stands out. I mean, I look like a criminal right now on TV or on this. But um, we were going to have our countdown, and Rod, you know, there's nothing to say. Rod runs on Central Indian time. He'll be here in about 10 minutes, and that's all we're going to have to say about it. So somewhere between Eastern and Central is Rod's time. So, uh, Robbie, I, I I went to a live football game this weekend. High school game, probably about 2,500, 3,000 people there, if I was recommend, I was guessing. Uh, everybody, so I was, I was happy with some things. I was, um, surprised by some and it was, um, everybody was temperature checked coming in, which I thought was good. And I, that's yeah. TWS day, uh, a requirement, uh, mask. They followed the governor's mandate of no mask. So no one was wearing mask. I was in a press box, so I felt secure not wearing my mask, but there were very few in the stadium. But I was really surprised that there was no social distancing, you know? Um, we really still got to be a little bit careful right now. I know we're all excited and stuff, but a few precautions might save football season later on. Yeah, I think that even so and i've said it on here i've said it anyone who knows me knows i've been saying this please get vaccinated uh as everyone's probably aware the fda approved pfizer moderna's coming next johnson johnson they're safe they're effective please get vaccinated because we all do want to get back to um normal life as close to it as we are we're not here to necessarily preach about um Absolutely not. Um, but but yes, and like um, I was looking like LSU announced today that to enter Tiger Stadium, you're going to have to show proof of vaccination or negative COVID test. Um, the governor has prevented Neyland Stadium from doing that, which, in my opinion, is stupid. Like you, you have the vaccine, or you can take a. a rapid test and show your negative to stop this because I can tell you the last thing that the universities can afford that people can afford is empty stadiums again. Like we can't go backwards again. Um, and it's from the high school level to the college level to the pro level. Um, you know, like college sports, they can bank, they can take loans out off this TV contracts they have. And so can the NFL high school sports, not so much like that revenue has to come in from concession stands, from ticket sales. And so this is all very important. And so, yes, 
I know it's hot. It's in Tennessee. It's warm this time of year. No one wants to wear a mask. I don't know wear a mask either. Um, but yeah, do your part and like uh, this vaccine or this this virus is by no means under control or even getting under control. Like it, we all have to stay. On, I know we're tired of it, and I know people are tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it, but it is still the number one thing that's going on right now in the world still. And so, so be mindful of it. You know, you wouldn't put, if there's, you know, poisonous Tylenol, you don't give your child Tylenol and risk it because it's poisonous. Like you just have to just do what's best. Well, and you know, for my child, she's not eligible for the vaccine. She's under 12. Mm-hmm. So that is a concern for me. Um, I would encourage, and, and again, we're not political. And matter of fact, I think Robbie and I are probably on two ends of the yeah. political spectrum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've made it, I've, you know, I've revealed that I work for the Marion Messenger and Duke Rothstein. Duke was a, um, uh, you know, a very staunch supporter of of the new regime and, Duke and I are as close as two people can be. It's not political anymore. It's it's human common sense, you know. Um, it's well, not Republican and Democrat. It's and common Randall, sense. Randall, I think that's a great point that you made. That, yes, you and I probably couldn't be more different on, on, of opinions on most things politically. And it, But it's, it's, it's just, hey, we're sports fans, and we want it to be right. back. And we want everyone we to feel it. safe. Like, and and – I'm a season ticket holder, uh, and you are too, at Neyland Stadium. And when I heard that today, I was just like, man, I was hoping they were going to go the other way. And I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll go. Um, you know, I've been vaccinated. I'm, I, I trust the science. and but I, I do too. It just makes it uncomfortable. And, I mean, I'll wear my mask. And, I mean, I'm fine. I've done that. did it for Titans games all season long. Um, did it for did Thompson Bowling. I'm fine with it. But I wish we could get back to not having to do it. So, uh, and just, uh, Roger will be joining us in a minute. And I, I just wanted to say that we're kind of making a commitment ourselves to our fantasy league to have COVID tests available to each other. And mm-hmm. I don't yeah. find a problem in the world with, I'm vaccinated. I have, but to come to our draft, we're, we're making COVID tests available. And it, it don't seem that ridiculous to me that we're doing this. It seems logical. Um, oh, yeah, well, we're all brothers yeah. and best friends. You know, we don't want to give each other the box, the virus. Well, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm coming back from Florida uh, tomorrow. Um, the numbers are bad in Florida. I'll, I will go and take a I'll, I'll get I'll test my because of the way it goes. I'll take a test every single day until Saturday. And we're on Saturday making sure that I don't have because, yeah, the, I couldn't I couldn't live with myself if I got someone one of you guys sick or one of your kids i mean y'all most of y'all have kids and if i got yeah. your kids sick and because the delta variants attacking kids now and it's just it's terrifying yep and like i said I, i'm i'm still committed the and and the, the one thing i do like about the vaccine and i do know there's oh but it doesn't work in this situation it doesn't work in that i i feel very strongly that I'm able to go into public with no fear because I am vaccinated. 
doesn't mean I cannot get COVID. I understand that. Yeah. But the likelihood is minute compared to what it was before. So yeah. I am definitely I'm definitely encouraging everyone to do that. But let's say football season. There's a meme going around uh, Facebook that says if you tell everybody in the South they can save uh, football season by wearing a mask and taking a shot, it, it would be done already. That's what we need to start preaching is save football by taking a couple of shots. Well, and I don't want to get political, but it's hard to not get political when people in politics are making stupid decisions. Like the fact that LSU is mandating the vaccine for people coming there, it's going to increase the vaccination rate. Alabama and Auburn are not allowed to do that because of their politics. And same Republican governor in Louisiana, Republican governor in Alabama, Republican governor That's, in Tennessee. And so it's, it is just to a different level. Just do the right thing and, and don't kill your voters and you'll probably get reelected. That, that's the funny thing. The, I had a fairly heated argument today with another Republican about the vaccine. And I'm like, yeah. you, you know, why has this got to be? This is not political. I'm sorry. It's not political. If you insist on, if you do not want to take it, you have that right. But I also have my right to ask you to distance yourself from me. You know, um, I, I do. And, and, and entering the stadium vaccinated is your protection too. So we didn't mean to get on that. And Rob, Rod will be joining us in a second. But I greatly enjoyed being at live football, Robbie, though. Greatly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm i sad I'm missing the Thursday night kickoff. I've been waiting my whole adult life for a uh, weekday Tennessee game, and I'm actually going to be flying to Tahoe. So I'm sad that I'm going to miss. Are you going to the game? Uh, I am not. And, this, and it's nothing to do with COVID. It's hard for me the second week out of my daughter starting middle school to ask her to miss a day of school. Um, as much as I love Tennessee football, I, I feel like being a parent. I yeah. was going and I asked myself as a parent, what is best? And I was like, eh, I probably don't need to go. Um, the next week, Annalise going to some friend's house for that game. And then, then I'm going to consider whether she should go to a Tennessee game or not. Um, yeah. I'm going to test the waters a couple of times, and then we'll see if she goes. I uh, also, unfortunately, have a game that's halfway across the state that Friday night, too. And it's just, I was like, oh, wow, can my schedule break worse? We play in Cannon County, and then Tennessee plays Thursday night, late night. Then I have to travel to Cannon the next day for a high school game. Um, I was like, and I'm also, I may very well go to the Mops game. They're playing Thursday night too. So. I did not know that. Yeah. They're going to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I, I think I am going to go to the Mops game and just get it out of the way. Uh, still waiting on a Raj to join us, buddy. If you're out there, come on in. Um, the one thing that I was, I, I really didn't know how to, process with being at live football though is um it was almost surreal that 
I almost felt guilty that I was there. You know, you're like, am I really supposed to be here? Am I really? But at the end of the night, it was a good time. And uh, the numbers are up. I, I, there's four games canceled in our area this week already. So we certainly don't need to start. The kids went back to school uh, without mask, and now they have mask. And I think that'll slow that down a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, you you hope that we're, for better or worse, putting a lot of pressure on kids to do what they need to do. And parents are on e- each side of this thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, when I was younger, what my parents told me to do, I probably would have done the opposite. And so hopefully in some of these smaller towns, um, the kids are, I mean, ultimately they want that, you know, uh, you have a daughter. Uh, I'm sure she wants to get back to school. She wants to do what she wants, like what she's used to doing. I mean, uh, my wife works at school. They hate this virtual stuff. Um, she is a champ with the mask my daughter. She's yeah. a champ. Because last thing she wants to do is go virtual again, like you said. Well, you know, and it's one of those things like, hey, football players, you have to wear a mouthpiece. You know why? Because it protects you from biting your tongue off. Um, and you have to wear a face mask. You have to wear a helmet. You have to wear pads. So it all protects you. Um, and so kids do it. You know, it, it's just one of those levels of protection. Absolutely. Robbie, um, Let's go sidebar for just a second while we wait on our dear friend. I know it's football season, and and there is no two bigger fans of Tennessee basketball than yourself and I. Tennessee basketball reports the 1st of October. I'm going to have to fight myself for the first time ever to keep from doing the jump over and go straight from, okay, football started basketball midnight madness that's what i want to see are you struggling a little with that yourself too well three men we've uh just came out had tennessee ranked 13. um i think that's about probably accurate for where they start with a whole new team coming back um i don't know if you saw us today we did lose out on a recruit uh who picked indiana yes. I watched the Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about basketball season. Uh I think you know, us Kentucky, the SEC, uh throwing Alabama, Arkansas. Uh but yeah, no, I mean 13, I think three men weaves got us about right. Um some of our friends, Dave expects a final four championship or bust every single year, or Big Barn should be fired. Um, but he's, he's a lunatic, but hey, I isn't three man weave? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I had to. Isn't three man weave like a bunch of like 19 year old nerds that never played the game? Hey, well, speaking of like, back to you, back to you, Robbie. Um, I think it's uh, like I think it's Will Warren in there, like part of his group. I think I may be wrong about that. Um, though they get I, like statistical back breakdowns on every game. Well, I mean, they're content hustlers, and I respect yeah. that. I don't respect the analysis that much because I feel like none of those dudes ever played. Not that I ever played at a collegiate level or anything great. But if you want content and you're starved in the middle of, you know, July, that's where you go. 
Hey, how respect you, to them hey, for what they produce. How you feeling after surgery? Not bad, you know. I appreciate you asking. It's outpatient, so you know I was walking that day. Um, each day is getting better, but from what I've been told by various physicians, the nerve can be mad at you for up to like a year, and uh, I'm sensing that. Like it's weird. Like it just hurt at random periods, but it doesn't hurt where it hurt the most before. So I can go with it. Um, thank Mr. Randall for helping me out with some lidocaine patches that uh, he got from uh, across the border. I believe they were legal, but super Very legal. And uh, rats. Uh, but no, I appreciate you asking. Much better. I'm able to sit in a chair, which is nice. Uh, although I am supposed to get every 20 minutes and walk around. But yeah, so, I mean, I've got like this mesh thing on my back. It's uh, like a Dermabond super glue and um, just, you know, trying to walk every day. I walk like I'm 90 and or have been in prison. That's probably terrible, but um, well, I'm getting there. So I appreciate it very much. I want to well, do a quick to... check because we had so many issues last week. You're about every fifth words coming in and out for me, Rog. Robbie, are you having the same effect with them? Yeah, a little bit. How are you hearing uh, me, Robbie? I'm, you're good. We're running on a clean server, even though I just shut my phone off somehow. I don't know how I did that. How about Roger, now? Is that better? Yeah, that's, that, that sounds better. That is better. That's clean. Okay. So, welcome to three R Sports. Roger's, Roger, I did say you were on Central Indian time, so that probably was bad but it, uh, it was you're looking for indian standard time ist it, is what you're ist for. i got it well welcome to three r sports robbie and i just had a great talk about protecting yourself in these days and let's get sports back to hey the hey i i haven't made a little money today on gamestop i hope you guys saw that little uh rocket ship go off today you know hey let me you you'd use this format to kill um uh, uh, one certain gambling site. You know what he's doing. Send me my dang money, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm switching because you can't withdraw money from Robinhood. How much? Hey, Robin Hood well, is good. the biggest bunch of crooks that I, I can't even believe they were allowed to yeah. go public after what they did. And then, you know what? They're still going down. And what happened? Not financial advice, just theory of what happened today is one of the big hedge funds just rolled over on the other one and just said, you know what? We're we're buying GameStop and then and AMC mm -hmm. and it just shot off. And whoever's shorting it, whoever's shorting it the most is uh gonna be stuck mm -hmm. holding the back. Thirty percent rise today, I'll take it. Was that in AMC and GameStop? I was, uh, it was Here, about twenty showing your jersey. 24, I think it was about forty five percent total for both of them. Nice. Well, guys, let's get headed towards the uh, direction we're going to go today. Today, we've decided to what? Uh, well, first of all, Robbie, I'm not going to ask you no fantasy questions. That was uh, it's there were some great ones submitted via our league to ask you. Um, there is going to be a win? section yeah. tonight. Is everybody going to I need everybody to have a pen and a piece of paper at the end of the show. All right. Baby. We're Sorry, going my to dog. do some 
we're going to do some fantasy predictions at the end of the show. But um, let's start with college football, where we're kind of at to start with. The top 25 released this week, and, you know, it was pretty standard to what I thought. But quickly, let's go through it. Alabama, number one. Is anybody... What? Reactions later. That's preposterous. Are you kidding me. Alabama number one, Oklahoma number two, Clemson number three, Ohio State, Brandon Chain uh, number four, Georgia five, Texas A&M six, Iowa State seven, Cincinnati eight, Notre Dame ninth, North Carolina tenth, Oregon, the Ducks check in at 11, Wisconsin 12, Florida. Florida is a team I'm going to talk about shortly. 13 seems aggressive for the Gators. Miami of Florida, USC moves up six spots in the offseason. LSU, not ranked last year, now comes in at 16. Another team I'm going to talk about in a minute. Indiana falls from last poll of 20 from 12 to 17. Iowa is in at 18. Penn State, 19. Washington, at 20, future SEC member Texas is 21, Coastal Carolina, which we'll talk about too, at 22, Louisiana Lafayette at 23, Utah at 24, and Arizona State, a team I picked to be in the Big 12 or the Pac-12 championship game at 25. We'll start with you, Robbie. Gut reactions to the poll. Um. All right. So. We'll do a little overrated, underrated. Um, I got three for each, so that's what I'm going off of. I I, I got the same. So um, cool. for start. me, overrated. Um, looking at this board, so there I got three teams. Two of them have one theme, and then one of them just I just don't feel right about it. So um, I'll start with the common theme. I, I think there's these two coaches are overrated and the programs are just kind of sold as brand names and they're not going to be that good. Sorry, Raj. Number one is USC. I do not no have the 15th team in the country. Uh, Clay what Helton, is 15 though? Is that good? I think 15 is kind of embarrassing. That's why I left them like. In hey, we're Tennessee folks. We'd sell our soul to be 15. Move on. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, yeah, I just think they're overrated. They're not the 15th best team in the country. Um, and then the other one I've got is Penn State. Um, I, I just, you know, Franklin benefited from a growing Nashville area and a horrible Florida and Tennessee time frame at Vanderbilt. I just don't buy into that guy. Um, so I think Penn State's overrated. And then I, Florida, they lost a lot of talent. They did. And to be there at 13, I know the SEC is weak. Um, but I still, and, and, and I, I respect Dan Mullen. I think Dan Mullen is the second best coach, second or third best coach in the SEC. Um, but I just think they've got to rebuild a lot, even though the SEC East is weak. Um, I think Florida's overrated and, and – uh, Honorable mention, I think LSU is way overrated at 16. Good good takes. Raj, let's go with your overrated, and then we'll all come around to our underrated. 
Uh, you know, I don't want to rehash, but I agree entirely. Uh, as for USC, yeah, I mean, they have, again, I said it before, their first string is full of next level players. Five, four stars. The depth sucks and the coach is an idiot. He's a circus donkey, as I call him. However, <laughs> you know, I'd like to think, you know, the schedule's favorite, uh, relatively, um, you know, positive, uh, can't even think right now. Um, and they're NFL players across the board, whether it be Slovis, um, his backup, who, who don't be surprised if Slovis gets unseated or gets a mystery injury. Um, and, and that being Jackson Dart, that kid's amazing out of Utah. He was the national player of the year. Uh, can just sling it. You know, great Jackson, Corey Foreman, both monsters on the edge. Uh, Corey Foreman's the number one rated recruit, depending on your service. Blah, blah, blah. Just tons of talent. But yeah, I mean, that's why I thought if they were 10, 11, 9, 8, 7, I would have called them overrated. 14, 15, whatever. Um, I agree entirely with Florida. I believe, actually, I checked and I'm big on returning starters and returning experience. And the SEC doesn't have a lot. And Florida is 108th in the country in terms of returning production. Mind you, that doesn't include injuries. Uh, now we throw on top, arguably, like the two greatest offensive players in their history. I mean, Danny Werfel aside, but at least combination-wise, you know, Riddell Anthony and Werfel and some of those receivers. But Kyle Pitts is unlike anyone that we've ever seen, uh, in my opinion. And he and Trask, you, you don't just replace those guys and end up number 13 in the country because you're going to get put in a situation pretty early on where you don't have the guys that you need to go to and you're going to fail and they're going to lose multiple games. Um, the other SEC team that I had actually, not just because of their SEC is a and um, I'm not a Jimbo Fisher fan. Never have been. I think like USC, they have outstanding players in Spiller Jr. at running back, Marvin Neal, who I think has been there 98 I times. I had a and and I marked him out. I'm with you there, Raj. I was close. <laughs> Just a lot of, you know, and uh, I love that running back wide receiver kid, kind of like David Montgomery, uh, Aeneas Smith, and then that tight end, uh, Widemeyer, whatever, Jalen, the kid's 6'5", like 270, and he runs like a freight train. But that's AM is a better USC. Not great coaching. The depth isn't there. And not to mention they lost their all-conference or second team, third team quarterback. Number six in the country is super aggressive, man. I don't even see it. And then, you know, unfortunately, Robbie and I think very similarly, which is why I go to therapy. Uh, you know, the traditional powers, USC aside, Penn State, lower, uh, I mentioned Florida, LSU. Penn State and LSU were entirely unranked last year with borderline losing seasons, and suddenly they're in the top 20? Like, I don't get it. What have you done for me lately needs to be applied further. Uh, however, you know, the preseason poll only exists for fodder. It shouldn't come out until week four. But then again, a bunch of us fat, lifeless ding-dongs would have nothing to talk about. So... Basically, Rob and I share the same. Randall, do you have anybody outside of the uh, teams that we discussed? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm about to beat up on some people. Sweet. All right. Here we go. How can – I don't care how good Louisiana Lafayette is. They're not a top 25 team. I can line up 25 teams that can beat Lafayette by 30 points. 
though, if you put them in the top 25, at least, at least, let's find out if they can play with Texas, which is my other overrated. And honestly, they play September the 4th. I think Texas is so overrated. They were so bad last year. They fired their coach. Bring in a coach that we – do we know whether Stark's a good head coach or not? We don't really know. We know he's um, not good. We just don't know we he's know, not sober. We know Lafayette – if Lafayette beats Texas, then they deserve to be there. I, I'm, I'm struck. I, when I looked at the teams, I went – Oklahoma State beats Lafayette. Ole Miss beats Lafayette. TCU beats Lafayette. Uh, Auburn beats Lafayette. North Carolina State beats Lafayette. Michigan beats Lafayette. Northwestern beats. And these are all teams that were in the other got votes category. So I just, we got to put a mid-major in there and make them feel good. Uh, I don't have near the heartache with Coastal Carolina because they kind of proved it on the, a little larger stage last year than um, Texas name brand. Uh, I don't think if it wasn't Texas with a new coach, they would not be in the top 25. I think Oklahoma state is a better football team in Texas in the same conference. Um, One other statement I will make is somewhere in this world, we got to start respecting Indiana. So if you got Indiana at 17 and LSU at 16, You've just gave me heartburn. LSU at the end of the year might have been playing as bad as anyone in the SEC not wearing orange jerseys. I mean, I really, I, I don't know how LSU goes from, what were they, three and six, two and seven, something like that, to a top 25 team. And one other team I'll throw in there for a bonus is Notre Dame, the ninth best team in this country. Is it Notre Dame that got them to number nine? So that was my first impressions. Does, does anybody else have a problem with Lafayette being 24? I mean. More of a problem with Notre Dame, but go ahead, Rob. All right. So I'm, so I'm going to be contrarian to you guys, it looks like. Well, no, I, I mean, 23, 24, 25, I don't really care who's that rating. So for my underrated um, – I've got Indiana, definitely Notre Dame. So I think Notre Dame is actually underrated in here. And I've got Oregon, and I'll tell you each why. Uh, So Indiana had a fantastic year, pushed Ohio State to the brink. Ohio State went to the playoff. Uh, You get another year under the Tom Allen system. Um, they haven't recruited great. They're never going to recruit great, though. It's it's much more like the Boise State, the Iowa State mentality. Like, hey, we'll get people that fit our system, and we'll try to compete. Uh, you know, running our system, running our coaching staff, doing that systematically. So I have, I think I think Indiana at seventeen is underrated. So Notre Dame, they get it, which is this is almost impossible to say and make sense because of all the conference, the conference, the, the conference media days and all this Notre Dame is underlooked preseason because they have no high. And so you have sec media days, big 10 media days, big 12 media days, all these things. 
Um, Notre Dame made the playoffs last year, guys. They granted they beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, and they probably shouldn't have made it. They probably wouldn't have made it. They didn't play in the ACC, but nonetheless, um, them sitting there at nine behind Cincinnati, behind Iowa State, behind AM. Um, I think Notre Dame's not grossly underrated, but I would probably put them at five, six, seven range. Who's the quarterback? Uh, it's a Wisconsin kid, Jack, yes. uh, whatever. Yep. And then um, I've got Oregon at 11. I think they roll the Pac-12 North. And um, and I think they're sitting there with a decent chance. Um, and we'll get into this later because I think if Clemson loses step one, they're out. And so I think this is maybe the year the Pac-12 can sneak into the playoff. And so I think Oregon sitting there, uh, Cristobal's a good coach. I've got him as my – they got those three as my un- most underrated teams. Interesting. I, Notre Dame didn't make my three cut, but I definitely think they're overrated a little bit. So you, so Roger, you, yeah, you're overrated. Roger? Yeah, I agree uh, with Notre Dame. Dude from Wisconsin, I can't remember his name. Um, Jack he trans- Jack, uh, exactly. Uh, he transferred for a reason. And, and sure, they're a run-oriented offense out there, but they weren't much of an offense in any regard. Uh, from what I saw of him, he didn't really display an ability to, to drop back. Again, at Notre Dame, though, they've got a monster running back. You know, one thing, I've said this many, many times, and yeah, I'm living in the past, but you know, Pete Carroll started the trend at USC and Saban followed it. Not a secret, but, you know, almost all of the emphasis was recruiting five stars in the trenches. Bama's just got dudes I've never seen before. LSU, very similar. Notre Dame, very similar. Notre Dame, I believe, has had more first-round offensive linemen drafted than anyone else in the last, like, five to ten years. Again, that's off, off the cuff, if you will. Um Bama, of course, you know, you draft one of their monsters, you're, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, Raiders did that with Leatherwood. But, um, you know, Notre Dame, you know, Quentin Nelson, the best guard in the league, you know, their players just come out and their line is just ridiculous. So they're going to generally win the line of scrimmage on both ends, in my opinion, and, and that's going to keep them in games. They just have lost a lot. Um, I've said this often, outside of – four, five, six, maybe seven teams. Everyone else is just fighting for, you know, last place or third place, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I guess Notre Dame would be the best of the bunch based on recruiting and trenches. But well, so I think they're real overrated. Quick, Roz, real quick, Roz. Notre Dame has their four toughest games. Wisconsin at home, Cincinnati at home, USC at home, and UNC at home. All of those are at home. Yeah. I believe they're – I mean, I know with SC, they're home and home. So last question. I don't think if it was strategic. Were, if they were playing an ACC schedule to be conference championship eligible and they were in the side with Clemson, would you pick Notre Dame or Clemson? Oh, Clemson. Okay. How about the side that was out Clemson, the Miami-Florida State side? Would Notre Dame be a clear favorite on that side? 
not clear, but they'd be the favorite over UNC. Fair enough. Then, then they're probably. I right agree. At, probably right at close to right. Then. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think, Randall just, go ahead. I think Randall just has to kick dirt on you and I because he just freaking buried us right there, dude. <laughs> he set us up too. <laughs> well done, Randall. You son of a. We just got buried. Um, I I told you thirty years, man. I know when to get. I know when to get in and get out. Hey, I thought there was a first time for everything, but that's neither here nor there. Act underrated. Oregon, I was close to because, like Notre Dame, they are loaded uh, with next level talent. Uh, their offensive line, along with Notre Dame's, ironically rather, will be the best in the country. They have just amazing kids that USC struck out on. Um, we just saw Sewell leave. His brother Noah Sewell's a linebacker. Uh, the other linebacker who got hurt last year, Justin Flo, was one of the best five-star linebackers I've seen in probably the last 15 years. Uh, he's from Southern California, and he went to Oregon. But their quarterback is going to be – I don't think Oregon knows their identity on offense. I know Verdell is – you know, a player, but they, they kind of go back to the uh, LaMichael, Anthony Thomas, you know, those days where D'Anthony Thomas and LaMichael James, the wannabe Reggie Bush days. Anthony Brown, the transfer from Boston College. Uh, I think Brown's his last name. You, you know, he likes to get out of the pocket. And then they have Ty Thompson, a true freshman five-star. They kind of went through this last year. You know, their identity is uh, up in the air, if you will. And I think Cristobal is a great recruiter, but I don't know if he's a good coach. Um, so I didn't put them in my underrated. Along the same lines as good recruiter, unproven coach is, I put Miami in that underrated. The reason why was that Miami is number three in the country in terms of returning production. Um, they have an overall return rate of 91%. That's 95% on offense with the return of Derek King, who Pro Football Focus has as one of their like top seven, I know top 10 quarterbacks, a senior who's seen it all his fifth year, just knows how to move the football and a leader. On defense, 86% return, uh, including talking smack to Alabama, though. That, well, that's not good for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they face Do they face them? Is that the yes. early game? We First won, game of the won. year. Well, and everybody talks. Done, I want to say a few words about that. Well, yeah. done. Everybody talks trash the first game of the year. But another guy is one of their All Americans is Bubba Bolden, and I've talked about him before. He has a USC tattoo on his leg. He went to Bishop Gorman in Vegas with Tate Martell. Uh, he got removed from USC, who's highly sensitive, uh, because there's been so many mess ups because he got into a verbal altercation with a female volleyball player. But Miami will take anyone, so there you go. Just kidding, kind of. Finally, um, at least the only other team I want to talk about is Utah. Larry is one of the best coaches if in the country. He's done more with less than anyone that I can think of. Um, you know, they take the Southern California kids that, uh, that were not going to the, you know, the five stars all over the country. And, uh, you know, they coach them up. And that must be nice. I don't know. I, I would love to see that. Uh, but, you, you know, quarterback-wise, they got Charlie Brewer. 
And I think Charlie Brewer is a heck of a college quarterback from Baylor. And I think he's going to thrive with Utah's offense. Um, I believe that five Pac-12 schools, including Utah, are in the top 20 for returning production. Obviously, that doesn't even include quarterback, where I think they got better. Um, they lost Ty Jordan, who tragically wound up being the freshman conference player of the year. The running back passed away uh, from random gunfire. Uh, that was awful. He was a beast. He's 18 his whole life in front of him. Transfer-wise, they got a kid, Travian Thomas, from Independence Community College of, uh, you know, our boy Jason, what, Smith? The, the, from uh, uh, Last Chance U. Remember the moron from South yeah. Central, the white guy? Yeah, so that's Independence. I'm going to uh, sit on my deck and smoke my stick and drink my yak. Yeah, I remember him. Knew nothing about football. Uh, but the kid's six feet through 30. Then they got a transfer from Oklahoma at running back, TJ Pledger, and a transfer from LSU at running back, Chris Curry. Try not to get too name involved because these kids transferred for a reason. But with that kind of protection, 81% on offense, 91% on defense, including Devin Lloyd, who, in my opinion, is a top three linebacker in the country. You know, I think Utah is going to win the South. And I think they're going to make some serious damage and noise. And, um, you know, Brewer, ironically, is very similar to Alex Smith. Now, Smith is extremely intelligent and was at Utah for four years. But, I mean, this is a team that could, mark my words, I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they ran the table and snuck in. Uh, just the stars align for Utah every four years, and this seems like the fourth year. All right, you got anyone else? Not really. I think I had uh, – I can't remember who Rob said, but, uh, you know, the underrated thing is I'm ascetic, so it's easier for me to talk about overrated, underrated. Uh, you know, it's so strange with the top five. I'm tempted on Georgia not to be underrated, rather overrated, but – you know, there are five programs, in my opinion, I realize I just contradicted myself, Georgia included, that are head and shoulders better than everyone else. And after that, like, I didn't eh. – oh, sorry, I do have one. Texas. I think Texas is underrated. Sarkeesian's not a great coach. But SC has received four or five transfers from Texas. And yeah, we're finesse football in California. We're fast and elusive, blah, blah, blah. These guys are monsters, dude, in practice. You can tell which guys came from Texas. Sarkeesian, for all his faults, is not stupid. Um, he's got a great pedigree. And he's going to make the most of that talent. And they're loaded. And the reason why I say Texas will be there offensively, four packs up in the air. But my Heisman choice is their running back, B. John Robinson. I think he's the most elusive player since uh, Reggie Bush. The defense is loaded. Uh, Rise, transfers. Rise. Rise. I know it's Texas. This. They do it every year, but I went with Miami, so to stay consistent, no, me, I went me, with Texas. Let me ask you this, though. You, you went to school at Cincinnati for three years. Can they assemble the eighth-best football team in the country? No, but by the time we figure it out with their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, and their defense and their coaching with Luke Fickle, it's going to be too late. They'll probably be number eight at that point with their schedule. 
No, they'll, they're, they'll get rolled. They're number eight right now. I I I think it's a good program, but there's no way they they're number eight in the country. I've said this before at my high school. Tony Gonzalez was there, including like five other D1 guys, which is rare. We went 13-0 my senior year. We went 0-10 the next year. Uh, I think Cincinnati's got that sort of future in front of them. And Fickle's going to bounce after this year. Um, but watch out for Texas. Like I said about the trenches, NFL players across both lines, linebackers, uh, senior-laden. And um, those guys are beasts, dude. They're the closest thing to the SEC that I've seen in terms of speed and size out of any program. And, and coaching has held them back. Uh, but, you know, Oklahoma's defense has basically been a sieve for years. And I think Texas's defense is going to be one of the best in the country. And even Sark, I think, can't mess it up. They're at least better than 19. I, I will put money on that. So I'm going to go with it. I, I, I had this laid out before you even went on your rant. I ran. But uh, the Big 12 is a three-game season this year. I think Iowa State walks into Texas undefeated. Then they play back-to-back Texas Texas Tech, which they should win, in Oklahoma. So um, what are we going to do? I mean, uh, one of those teams is going to be underrated. One of them is going to be overrated. And unless Oklahoma sweeps it, they're underrated. So I really think at one point Oklahoma is going to get it figured out, and I think it's this year. But um, Iowa State is a puzzle to me. I think they'll go start 8-9 and or 0 and move up to like a top 10, 5 team. But I don't think they're underrated. I just think somebody is going to look. Either Texas or Iowa State is going to finish 11-1 and in that conference. Underrated. The number one team in the country is underrated in Alabama. And that's the stupidest thing I've ever said, but it's the truth. They, I don't know. They, if should be, they should be like Ric Flair. They should get the title belt till someone beats them. Um, I like underrated. I, I'm, and, I, and a lot of it goes with just Herm Edwards. I, I really like Arizona State. They seem to play tough. Uh, I can't tell you a lot about them other than their discipline. And it seems like a lot of under-recruited kids that are there to play with Herm Edwards and they play tough. Big dark cloud over that program, but they return a ton, including I think almost every starter on defense. But I'm waiting for the NCAA to hammer it. Uh, They haven't yet. They they should. Uh, They did some dirty, dirty stuff, but most things are dirty in Tempe. How bad if – any is it if Alabama wins again? If they just unload their entire roster to the NFL and they win again, I mean, what is that? Is that good, bad, and different? What does it look like for college football? It, it's it's turning indifferent at this point. I mean, it's really it's nudging to, towards indifference. Um, I, unfortunately, you know, they haven't have they won consecutive though. At, yeah, at all won, during, during this year. Yeah, run? they won two, at least two in a row, if not three. They've won, they've actually won uh, three of four at one point. Yeah, in a row, three of four. Oh, three of four. Um, and Bryce Young's no joke, man. That guy is probably, I would say, he's better than Tua 
and again, it's just insert five star here. When you think about them, I feel like a Debbie Downer. Like, it's, it is what it is. They, they they do what they do. You're not surprised either way. They lose a game and don't win the conference. They're still gonna make it. Uh, you're if they lose two games, then the world is ending. And I think that happened once in the last ten years. Maybe I don't even remember it. Y2K. Um. The other team, it's interesting, and I just want to run around. I've got I've got two more, but I want to stop at Indiana. What does Tom Allen have to do to get respected as one of the better coaches in America that he consistently puts up top 15 t- teams at a program that was consistently a top 60 or 7 power-ranked team over the last 20 years? Uh, is is Indiana moving into the – you just ride them in the top 15 and that's where they're going to be at the beginning of the year? Robbie, do you? Um, so I'm looking up Tom Allen as we speak. So I, as, as uh, people that watch the show know, I went to Indiana for a little while. Um, I've been to many football games. And to talk about a lack of enthusiasm – for Indiana football amongst students and alumni would be a gross misunderstatement. Like they just don't care. Yes. Um, it was, they, we joked it was a Ohio state picture day whenever Ohio state would play to Indiana. Cause it'd all be Ohio state. <laughs> um, so look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, I've never heard that. That's hilarious. We, we would tailgate, but we would not go. No one, no one would go to the games. Um, that stadium sucks. Too. It looks just dismal. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a glorified. I mean, you can go to high schools in Texas and maybe even some in Tennessee that have a nicer stadium. Um, they are the equivalent. <laughs> I wouldn't say the equivalent of Vanderbilt, but somewhere close. They just collect the Big Ten money. And you know they'll they'll fund some athletics, but Mississippi State would probably be the equivalent in SEC. That's a good comparison. Um, And so, like, I don't know where he goes. I don't know if he wants to stay there. I mean, essentially, hey, if you make Indiana football relevant, you're talking about like a Bill Snyder, a Pat Fitzgerald. Like, are you just happy with job security and those paychecks coming in, or do you want more? I don't know how aggressive I, I know Tennessee was at least in conversations with at least were rumors that they wanted Allen. And so I don't know where that came to, but if you're not going to leave Indiana for a place like Tennessee, I don't know how close it got. Um, he may just be happy there and just collecting those checks and, and Hey, you go six and seven, seven, five, whatever it be, you're not going to get fired because Indiana football is so, so bad. Um, same with like Purdue or, or I, I mean, look, look at Kurt uh, Ferentz. He's been, I would probably 20 something years and just, Hey, who can beat that life? You know, you're rich. You live in, I, well, I mean, besides living in Iowa, but yeah, you, you're rich. You, you coach football. And you collect them. That's kind of the the vibe I get from Alan is just like, hey, I'm happy. So, Raj? I agree. I'll make it quick for once. Um, 
on top of the returning starters, there can transfers, including uh, Stephen Carr, a five-star running back from USC who's electric but never could stay healthy and not the right offense. That is the right offense. Stevie Scott left uh, out of graduation. They have Fry Fogel coming back at receiver. Michael Penix is amazing. Um, they've got a transfer from Florida State, DJ Matthews at receiver, and they got a transfer from Michigan who started. When in the world, aside from basketball, have we ever said that Indiana got a football transfer from a Michigan starter? Let alone, you know, Oh, insane, dude. And then they got, you know, a couple dudes across the line from Ole Miss and Auburn. Um, you know, they recruited into Georgia. What is happening? Uh, they're 24th in the country in terms of returning production. Now, a lot of that is offense. Defense last year, they were 43rd. Um, that's where they're going to have to prove their medal. Robbie Duvall. But, uh, Yeah. I'm shocked. And Allen is dope. He's like the Mark View of college football. Um, he could be the one guy that is content there. You know, Bloomington's a fun town. But uh, what is Robbie doing? Oh, there he is. He's in his basement. Trying to make a drink. Yeah, yeah, there he is. I want y'all to hear the schedule, though, for Indiana. Oh, Maker's Mark sponsorship going on. They're brought to you by Maker's Mark. Everybody. This podcast is brought to you by Makers. We're gonna market. get sued for sure. Uh, I want to hear the schedule. I want you all to listen to the schedule. This is the most wacky schedule I've looked at all week for a top twenty-five team. They open with Iowa. Good football team, probably should win. So, but a, a, definitely a challenge. Territorials. Then they play Idaho, which they should walk all over Idaho. A lot of eyes there. Yep. Come back and play Cincinnati in Bloomington. Real That's a big game. Big game. Big game. Go, go. Hey, that'll, that'll probably be the biggest legitimate Again. game in Bloomington history. Again, probably. aside from the Michigan transfer, when's the last time Indiana and Cincinnati was a huge game in a sport other than basketball? This is the status of Indiana. The next week, they go to Western Kentucky to play. Undefeated. That's why you make schedules 10 years in advance. (laughs) Then at Penn State. So they've played Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, three of the first five games of the year. Michigan State, which is probably the worst team in the big – Ten this year. Ohio State in Bloomington. They go to Maryland and come back and play Michigan. It is truly an every other week gauntlet where they play Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan every other week. Hey, my underrated IU, hey, they could be in the top five midweek in the season absolutely absolutely oh yeah agreed they should be undefeated i'd be surprised and that game with iowa that's some serious midwest territorial you know wow you know that game could change the fate at least immediate immediate fate of both programs when it comes to recruiting so 
the other place I'm going to go, and this this is just, it seems a team already always pops from that 10 through 15 range. And this year it seems a little, eh. 11, Oregon, Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, SC. And the one team that kind of pops as a little better than everybody else there to me, and I'll agree with you, is Oregon. I think Oregon is a team, if they could get on a run, Oregon is a team out west that could end up undefeated and really put the pressure on the committee to take a pack. And Rob, you're a Pac-12 guy. You've got to go undefeated in the Pac-12 to get a, a chance to go. You're going to get stepped over by a one-loss Big Ten team or a one-loss SEC team. Don't you agree? Agreed. And yeah. uh, to me, it's Utah. I hate to say it, but it's Utah. All right. So that that is mine, and I'm going with Oregon, Alabama, and Iowa State. I know. How can you be underrated at number one? I just legitimately think they are. So, all right. Actually impossible. Actually impossible. Robbie, uh, give us the last word on all of our underrated, overrated. Did anybody change your mind, or did you get to thinking about anything? Um, I think Roz gave me a little hesitancy about A&M. They're replacing their quarterback. They're replacing some NFL players. Them sitting there at six, knowing you have to go through. I don't know their uh, East matchups off the top of my head. They play is uh, is South Carolina their 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 permanent one. I am pulling this up as we speak, and I do believe South Carolina. And then who's their alternate one this year? Let's just go through their schedule real fast. And Kellen Munn was one of my favorite players in last year's. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Kellen. I think he was about the fourth or fifth best quarterback draft in the NFL. I, I, I really liked him also. Uh, they opened up with Kent State, play at Colorado, New Mexico State before opening up the SEC play with Arkansas, Mississippi State. Then on the 9th of October, they travel to Alabama. Is that game in Alabama or Texas A&M? No, it's at A&M. Still a loss. Uh, yeah. Uh, then uh, they play Missouri. When? And South Carolina back-to-back. Oh, so they got they got an easy draw from the, from yeah. the East. Then, um, so maybe they, maybe they are properly rated. Right. All right, guys. One other subject we want to get to before we get off of college football because we are in football season. We just went through overrated, underrated. Okay, okay. We'll get through it pretty fast. But really, I think there's, what, three conference championship games now? Four. Four conference championship games. All five of them play it. Is Pac-12 play? Yes, Pac-12. Okay. Which one? The Big 12 is the one with the the crazy system where – one place, two. There's no divisions. Okay, I'm right. with you now. Let's walk through. Do you want to go one at a time or all five at one time? Let's do one at a time. So we'll go from East Coast to uh, – let's go from West Coast to East Coast because that builds the drama a little better. So let's start with the Pac-12, and let's make a championship game prediction. And Robbie – We'll let Rod go first since he's the Pac-12 guy. Maybe we can steal an answer. Hey, I yap enough. I 
said it before. I think it'll be uh, – I'm not a Washington – sold on Washington, Utah versus Oregon. I wish it would be SC, but the circus donkey will prevent a critical win. So, Utah, Oregon. Robbie? I hate to agree, but that's what I had written down too. I think the best coach in the South wins. Uh, Whittingham wins in the South. Utah is better. He he's just better than Clay Helton. And then the best program in the North wins. Oregon, even though Washington's building, Oregon still got that it factor in the North. So I think it's Oregon versus Utah. And I do think Utah ends up winning the whole conference. I think Oregon's a step above everybody else in that conference right now. I said it on our other show. I, Robbie, I agree. If I was picking the best coach, it would be Whittingham. But if I was picking the best motivator, eh, I'm going to go with Oregon State, Arizona. I mean, Oregon, Arizona State. And whoa, just hope our men you play to win the game. Yeah, he should be fired by that time. I've got Oregon right in the conference, that. though. Go, go. Fair, fair. All right. Big 12. We're one place, two, no matter the seating. We'll, we'll change it up a little bit, and I'll go first on this one. Give me my national champion predicted Oklahoma Sooners, who I picked to win the national championship. By the way, named my fantasy football team after the Sooners. Uh, give me Oklahoma, to, to, and it's almost possible to do it. But I think Oklahoma will play Iowa State twice and beat Iowa State twice. Robbie. So I'm looking up, up this schedule real quick, and I did look it up. And I agree with you. So, so I agree with you. The two teams. I actually think Matt Campbell breaks through and wins the Big Twelve championship. They've that would got be awesome. Oklahoma's got at Baylor. Home against Iowa State, then at Oklahoma State, a rivalry game, and then I think I think Oklahoma beats Iowa State at home. Then you flip it, play a team twice, and I think Matt Campbell comes back and beats uh, Riley in an Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship game. I think Iowa State breaks through this year. I think the Big Twelve is a good story this year. A good and then story. and then Matt Campbell is going to be flooded with NFL offers. And I, I think agree. he would take one of the NFL jobs. I think that's what he's waiting on. Uh, hey, that would be Even- a great story. Uh, I just I just love the talent in Oklahoma, and, I, and it's not lessened by the fact that during their media, de- media days, Eric Gray was selected as the newcomer of the year, and I, I really think Eric Gray brings a dimension to that football team, but we'll see. Roger. Remember that I talked about real quick Iowa State, and I, I love returning starters. Iowa State was fourth behind Miami, who was third. Eighty-eight uh, percent of the overall roster return, including ninety-five, ninety-four percent of the offense, 
But more importantly, percentages aside, not to be that nerd, uh, Brock Purdy and Bryce Hall return, and a lot of the offensive line return. Defensively, nothing to write home about, but 81% of that defense returns. I believe, I can't remember their transfers. Um, they have one tough game. The only thing I don't like about facing OU is it's in November, the 20th. That's pretty late. So I'd like, I wish that game was earlier. If it was, hands down, I'd pick uh, Iowa State. And even though I love Texas, you know, Texas and OU are, are the big dogs. And Texas goes to uh, Ames, and that game is going to light Ames on fire. And I don't think Texas, it's the game of the year in Ames uh, most times, uh, despite the Iowa game. Uh, you, you know, I agree. I think it's OU, Iowa State. I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State won. But I'll go with OU, even though I don't like Rattler. All right, Big Ten. I think uh, Robbie, Robbie, you get first up on the Big Ten. Oh, the Big Ten. I mean, this is just same old, same old. It's OSU and Wisconsin, and it's going to be that. Like they just the Big Ten, they tried the leaders and legends, which was a disaster, and they tried geographic, it's <laughs> a disaster. Like it's it's OSU and Wisconsin again and again and again. It, you know, Ohio State's gonna win it again. Like yeah, nothing else to say. Petition well, to move Indiana to the uh to the Big Ten West. I mean Iowa could be there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's OSU and to a lesser extent, Iowa, but what's the point? So, do y'all think uh, this is quick side note? I don't want to take too much time, but is Scott Frost getting the Jeremy Pruitt treatment from Nebraska? Next question before we get out of the Big Ten, I was going to ask you, Roger, probably feedback again on you. Um, who wins more games this year, Tennessee or Nebraska? <laughs> Nebraska's got an easier conference. Isn't Frost now in hot water for recruiting allegations, which is amazing because the talent level there is pretty atrocious. Um, I haven't looked at schedules. <laughs> the Big Ten is easier than the SEC, uh, but Tennessee has one of the easiest non-conference schedules in history. So I guess I'll go with Tennessee. Roger, Rob, Robbie. Uh, well, I've got Tennessee going five and seven, so I'm looking at Nebraska's schedule right now. Let's see what we got here. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> Vegas has Tennessee at six and six point five. That's insanity. Yeah, four uh, easy wins. I think Tennessee has a re- legit chance to go seven and five, but six and six is where I'm at. You are crazy. Uh, no, Nebraska. Nebraska wins. I, I think Nebraska goes five and seven. Actually, seven. no. I think maybe Tennessee wins. We got we have yeah. I, I go Tennessee wins more. I they think change, only you guys talk. give a shit. Sorry, F sixteen. All right, I, I will pick Iowa. Ohio State. I don't think it matters. I, whoever wins that game, it's at Wisconsin. They're probably the favorite, but I'll play. I'll play devil advocate and go Iowa. ACC, which is um, – I'm torn 
in the ACC. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Everybody in the world knows that, that, that Clemson is the favorite in the one conference, one side. But I, there are so many football teams that looks exactly the same in the, what was it called? It's the Coastal Division and then the Atlantic Atlanta. Division. There are so many football teams that look exactly the same to me that I can't make a prediction. I just keep Clemson versus one eight and four football team. I guess I'll go Miami, uh, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I don't really. It, I think it's worse than the Big Ten West. Uh, I mean, at least Wisconsin and Iowa are. Uh, Good football teams, but I guess Miami, Clemson. Um, Miami is Rob. at North Carolina for the record, Rob. Sorry, go ahead. But but I mean, are, Miami and North Carolina are they not the same flawed football team? So for the ACC, so it's it, it is very condition and precedent so if Clemson loses to Georgia in week one I think their shots the playoff are gone and so then I think a lot of those players start looking at the NFL thus I think UNC at home versus Clemson beats them again if Clemson wins against Georgia then I think Clemson runs the table against a weak ACC and then wins the playoff. So or wins the ACC and then gets a chance to play off. So it is very much on this Georgia-Clemson game in Charlotte. Um, I'm going to predict that Georgia does win this game and thus elevates a Alabama – oh, yeah, big shocker, right, SEC guy uh, – elevates Alabama, Georgia, one and two all year long, and then the show on the SC Championship, they both make the playoffs. But anyways, Clemson gets eliminated at th- that point because Clemson can't get in if they lost to Georgia, who um, is doesn't win that SEC Championship. So I think this is the year that Clemson goes down in the, in the ACC, and I think in, UNC wins this, and Mac Brown – his return to greatness. Is there any way on earth North Carolina State could win that division? Because I think they're the second best team maybe in that division. No. I don't think so. No. Not even. Uh, For me, you know, one thing about uh, Miami is they never displayed an ability to win on the road and that's coaching. And, um, you, you know, I believe, uh, what's homeboy's name? I'm blanking. Um, the Miami head coach who came from Oregon, uh, Manny Diaz. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Manny Diaz, uh, totally unproven. Didn't do anything at Oregon. Um, right. Was he at Oregon? Am I, no, fairly race centric. Temple, I think. Okay. Uh, the Oregon I, coach went to Florida State. Okay. I'm a right. minority, and I think I'm mi- mixing up 
uh, to Latino head coaches, which is as a minority who even looks Latino, I, I'm ashamed. All I can say is, all I can say is, I lived in Tennessee for too long. Um, they haven't displayed an ability to win on the road. They'll probably lose to UNC, but I think UNC is overrated. Sam Howell is overrated, and I think we're about to find out when you lose. 2,385 yards in rushing uh, between Williams and Carter. It, it's People are going to key on Hal, and he hasn't made the best decisions. I don't think they're that good. Mac Brown's all right, but it's not 2004. You uh, have to remember, uh, last year, Clemson – or UNC went for two to beat Clemson, didn't get it. Mac Brown went for it. They were close last year. And then a lot of talents left Clemson. But going a lot of talents for two, you know, they're, to, they're Alabama light. You know, they still have five stars ready to go. I disagree in the Clemson Georgia uh, perspective in that it's the first game of the year. And then we get down to the rationalizations, just like Bama a few years ago. Hey, they lost week one, and losing to Georgia is not ever bad and losing to Clemson's not ever bad. I think both but, teams are fine. Now Georgia's going to have a better route if they somehow make the championship game, but I think uh DJ is amazing. And I, I think he's going to basically take control of the game. While Daniels, you know, Daniels depends on offensive line. Um the fact that he's the best quarterback in the SEC, actually Bryce Young should be both Southern California guys who Oddly enough, went to modern day together. Um, I, I I think Daniels is – I don't think Daniels makes it out alive this year, and, and I'll take Clemson all day in that game. But I, I don't think either is uh, eliminated. Raj, let me, let me let me walk me through your scenario. If Clemson, Clemson loses to Georgia week one, how do they get in the playoffs? I mean, of course, it's going to take other dominoes to fall. Um, again, the ACC. Have we done the ACC yet? I forgot. Uh, yeah, we did. That's what we just. You know, that's what we were just talking about. Oh, apologies. Uh, that's right. Sorry. Give, give that man hey, a shot. His memory's going. <laughs> hey, dude, I just had surgery, man. Give me a break. Um, nah, no excuses. You know, there are good enough teams in the ACC rankings-wise for them. You know, I believe they play Notre Dame, UNC, Miami. Those are all top 15, top 10 teams. There's enough there. Wait, Still so Clemson. There's still a name. Right, right. But you assume – let, let's assume we play this game. The SEC winner's in. The Big Ten winner's in. If – The Big 12 SEC, winner's in – Nah, well, yeah, yeah, Oklahoma will be in yet too. So if Georgia beats Clemson and Alabama beats Georgia, you can't put Clemson in. No, I agree. If Georgia, well, you're right, in the sense that Georgia will pull the Alabama, they wouldn't be in the uh, conference championship game, but they'd probably back in. Um, No, that's a good point. You know, I didn't think about that. Uh, I'm looking at Clemson's schedule. I don't think it's going to matter. The point is moot because uh, Clemson's going to beat Georgia, and I'll put oh, money they, on they, it. They, they, they very, but like, that's the most important Clemson game of the season. If they lose that, I think they're done. Sure, I, 
I will go on the other side of that one. I think Georgia beats Clemson handily. We'll see, though. Handily? Oh, I, know, that is, that's I think it's a double-digit 10-point win. Well, it, Put your it, money it, where it, your it, mouth it, is, bro. In front no, of your national audience. Hey, hey, if, on the show, it, I can if, get better. If it's it. 10 points, if it's not close, then, yeah, Clemson's done. I really think Georgia's loaded. Yeah. Better. I really think Georgia may be the – Second best team in the country, but we'll find out shortly. Well, let's you move on because we're running out of time. We're going to get to the Braves in the NFL. We're going to struggle right now already. SEC. Alabama, Georgia. Alabama, Georgia with me. Wait, aren't they in this? Are they in different divisions? East, West. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, and I'm picking uh, Georgia to win the SEC. The SEC I'm, is so geographically accurate that I apologize. Uh, yeah, Alabama, Georgia. Actually, maybe Tennessee could stay. Uh, Alabama, Georgia. <laughs> Don't play with their emotions. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll take Alabama as a champion. I'm not. All good. right. Reality, reality plays with your emotions, not me. Final four. Do we have them in our heads quick enough to go through it real fast? I'll give you my final four playoff teams Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma. Um, I have Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and I'm gonna go Iowa State. Be a good story, Rog. Uh, let me confer with my notes. I have Alabama, 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 and the Crimson Tide. I, All right. Well, that's it. Well, and, and, and we don't have to talk about it today, but it looks like this 12 team playoff is going to get squashed now with this new alliance. I mean, what a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll move the alliance to next week because that deserves a serious vetting as a talking. So, hey, Georgia uh, has a really nice SEC schedule looking at it at Vandy. Because they're in the East. At Auburn. It's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There's no way you're right. There's no way they're losing aside from the Clemson, the possibility of losing versus Clemson. If they win, if they beat Clemson. They're they're in the playoff. Yeah, so, you're right. Absolutely right. That schedule's pathetic. Let's jump to MLB for just a minute, and uh, then we'll finish on the NFL. Probably a muted version because I knew when we got on college football, we'd go longer than we intended to. So. No the way. Braves since the All-Star break are ridiculously good. They at the All-Star break, I on this show said they should be a seller. They're four and a half games out. Now, I mean at, at the trade deadline, they're four and a half games out. They should trade, pick up some pieces. Today we sit here, the Braves are four and a half games up in the East. They are nine and one over their last 10 games. Outside the Dodgers and the Giants, I think they're playing the best baseball in the National League. The Braves have done it with, I think, some great moves, just to recap the moves, which I know you guys know. And they did not give up a lot. They pick up Solaire from Kansas City, who's hitting at an amazing almost 300 clip in Atlanta. Uh, Early on, before the trade deadline, they go out and get Jock Peterson, a great utility guy. They bring Adam DeBall back, and, and basically they've created a lefty-righty matchup in every scenario on the outfield. 
they're still waiting on probably the best player they traded for, which is Eddie Rosario, who is supposed to be off the DL shortly. This is a team that lost their best pitcher, their best hitter, and arguably the best player in baseball, and Ronald Acuna. Are they for real, or are they just beating up a bunch of bad teams in the East? Rod, you're our baseball guy. We'll start with you. You know, since the All-Star break, they've First of all, Alex Anthopoulos is a top two, three GM in the league, maybe even the best. He gave up nothing and got one really major league player in Bryce Wilson, and that was for the trade to get Richard Rodriguez, who's been lights out in the backside of that pen. Rodriguez was arguably the number one target the last two years, but Pittsburgh was stupid enough not to give him up when they should have. He still was good, and they got Rodriguez. I don't like Will Smith. I don't necessarily love the starting rotation. Um, you know, I've always liked Charlie Morton, but he's sporty, savvy. Max Freed is dope. The rest, you know, are they better than the Braves last year? I don't think so. But they went for it, and I respect that, dude. 90% of, 98% of the teams would have given up. I thought they'd give up. I wish the Dodgers in the same up. situation would have given up. But they got... Uh, you know, Duvall, um, like we said, Rosario, who's not even back. Uh, and the other guys have stepped up. You know, they are top three, four, five in home runs. Not that that matters, but that much. But, you know, Austin Riley's a legit MVP candidate. Who would ever say that? You know, it's an OPS of 903. Two nine, I, I wouldn't go that big on Solaire. No, Solaire is Solaire. He's hot right 40. now, but he's. He's a 40 home run. He's a 205 hitter on the season. He's still uh, Jorge Soler. Yes, he's been hot with Atlanta, um, but he's a plus defender, and that's what matters. You know, Jock is an amazing bench player. Uh, He'll come in and he pinch hits so many times for home runs, and the Braves haven't had that in years. A guy that can come off the bench. And save them. The Dodgers had Jock and Kike last year, and both came up big in the playoffs. Might I add? Um, you know they have home runs in Duvall, but uh, but you know low OPS, bad average. But guys like Dansby Swanson, you know, stepped it up. Guys got like twenty five home runs, um, and he's not just a pretty face anymore. I guess uh, Freeman's Freeman uh, Albies is crushing it. A kid that I thought was overrated years again. I agree entirely that, you know, Eddie Rosario hasn't even come back yet. And although he's played what, uh, I don't know how many games this year, I guess 78, the average is down, home runs at seven. But dude, he's been there before, and he's a player. Uh, uh, long story short, the division is weak, real weak. But all you have to do is make the playoffs, and anything can happen. And when you lose a player like Acuna – Sometimes a team will mobilize and, and come together. Like, we got nothing to lose. We lost a top. I mean, his name's not Mike Trout, last time I heard. Uh, so he's not the best player in the league. I don't think it's arguable. But I would put him top three with Tatis Jr. And himself and then Mookie at fourth. But you never know. I mean, how many times the Giants, countless others, the Royals, the best team during the regular season doesn't generally win it all in Major League Baseball. 
Uh, last year was an exception. Hey, but you know, I think they're dangerous, easy division, and they could easily, you know, if the Dodgers are a wild card team and play a one game playoff, yikes. If I believe they would face the Giants then, and the Braves would get the Brewers, another great team. Um, who's to say? It's who's hot at the right moment. And the Braves don't know how good they are. They don't care. They lost the, their best player. And again, a top three player in the league. So they're infallible. And they're dangerous. And they're playing without with abandon. Uh, and my point about Solaire, though, is he does hit 250. as a great year. Or he's 205 now. He's legitimate protection to the bottom of that fifth, sixth, seventh lineup with 40 home run pot. So, Robbie, what's your thoughts? So, New England Patriots did this for decades. They won the worst division in football and got home field and parlayed it into Super Bowls. The Braves, and this is not the most telling stat ever, but they're plus 88 in run differential. The closest one of them in their division is minus 24. That's, that's a horrible the, division. That's, that's the closest. That's the second best team. And but so you said their division. Right. So you get you win the division, you you make the playoffs, and then it gets to be a tournament of attribution and matchups. All you want to make the tournament, and then you just see what happens. No, I mean like the Dodgers. They've... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. They've won a series against one winning team since the break, and that's Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Now, Absolutely. they went Absolutely. two out of three, but they haven't they're played that many. Playoffs. But you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and they're doing that. Right. Most importantly, those teams are in their division, and they're sweeping them on the road. And, and that's the other thing. If you win on the road, that's a massive telling stat, and the Braves are awesome on the road. Yeah. Uh, they're they're they're, ten, they're they're one game over five hundred at home. They're ten games over five hundred on the road. So they 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 are doing well on the road. Like, but yeah, so like this, like obviously it's not as good as the San Francisco and the Dodgers and even Milwaukee as a run differential. But hey, if you get in there, you can you can start to play. And they yeah. finished, by the way, with. I guess out of the last 13 games, only San Diego's above 500. Four with Arizona at Arizona, which is like a, a pool party. hey uh, At San Diego, which is very winnable. Uh, Philly at home, and they close with the Mets at home. They could easily run that table, let alone, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, end I mean, up five, six, is, seven, eight, nine, ten. The playoffs. And they then, won 15 road games in a row. I mean, that wow. should tell. That's I mean, crazy. Although. I, but again, be, that division. And there's the, the Nationals sold off their team. The Mets are a huge disappointment. And the Phillies are a huge disappointment. So I look at it this way with the Braves. And, and I, I'm a lifelong Braves fan. I've enjoyed, I enjoyed um, watching the last couple of months. For the last month, uh, I don't know who Jorge Soler is, but I've saw players that I didn't really know perform. Um, if the Braves, hey, I was I'm kind of with Robbie. If the Braves get in a playoff, roll the dice, 
you never know. I, I do think somebody's going to get eliminated in that wild card. That's a very good baseball team. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, um, I mean, the Dodgers. The I mean, the Padres. Padres aren't even going to make the playoffs, and they're a really good team. And you look at the AL, and it's it could be the, the second the, wild card. No, the, the the Padres. They're Cincinnati's up on them by substantially amounts. No, are they? Yeah, Still like thirty games left. It's not substantial. Well, I mean, the better news is I'm going to win my fantasy league this year. Thank uh, you very awesome. much. I'm going to win baseball my baseball league. league, and I'm very proud of that fact. That's ridiculous. I know. Me winning something, <laughs> it's just insane. Hey, they're yeah. one game up on the – Cincinnati's one game up. That is substantial. I mean, right now, yeah, I agree. With 30 games left, it is substantial. Uh, also, it looks substantial from the view I was looking it, at. You know – more importantly, it feels substantial. I don't know how many. She said. I don't know how many playoff teams there are in the baseball. So if the Braves could run the Brewers down and and get to that second seed, it might be a value. And they're quite a bit away. I will go to a Braves playoff game though. It's a lot of fun. A lot. Except of fun. Game Five against St. Louis when they got thirteen runs in the first inning. Right, that game had to. That was. Uh, you were at that game, right, Rob? No, 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 no. I wasn't there, I don't think. All right. Milwaukee is deadly, for the record. Deadly. Go around really, really fast. How far does the Braves make it in the series? I say they win a series and lose in the NLCS. Robbie? Um, I think they lose in the second round. Yeah, whatever that is. All right. Raj? I, it's tough. I don't think they'd beat Milwaukee, who's a deadly team. Um, if they draw someone else, it would probably be San Francisco or L.A., and they're both better than them. However, anything can happen in baseball, especially. Baseball, hockey, you flip a coin. So who knows? All right. Well, I'm excited about the Braves, and we kind of got that in in a 15-minute segment. We went admit to talk about it a little more, but that, that sums it up because we want to get to the NFL and we want to get to the surprise topic of the night. Our fantasy oh. draft is this weekend. Robbie, would you tell us the top ten players? <laughs> I so I know rather, who who not to draft. I would rather go behind me, jump off the balcony, and run into the ocean and drown myself and tell you who my top ten players are. Oh, come on now. I thought you'd help a brother out. The world needs um, to know. No, no, I'll tell I'll, I'll give you a little hint. It's uh Again, so you know who not to draft, Randall. I haven't even yeah. looked. I swear to God, I've not looked. Um I would draft Charlie Ward. Um <laughs> Michael Vick. Tim, Tim Tebow, Michael Vick, uh, Des White. Hey, Rog, hey, wait, Raj has seen my list then, hasn't he? <laughs> Des White, Reggie White. <laughs> um, you know, let's see. Dan Marino's probably still up there. Peyton Manning, all of those, all of the above. No, I can't wait from this weekend. Uh, y'all are ruining weekend? my. Yeah, y'all are ruining my Florida trip. I'm, I'm having to come back tomorrow. I could be here for the next two weeks, but now I'm coming back for you. 
guys. Oh, that explains the 1978 decor back there. Ah. So, serious question. Let's throw Next. some of our league mates under the bus. Uh, here you go. Top 10 fantasy players. Robbie is number 13. I like that. <laughs> Brandon's stupid. All right. Let's just go ahead and say it. John Bruner from Nebraska, the guy that really was the star of our fantasy football show, will be on with us next Tuesday. He's going to evaluate all 12 drafts. He's going to give us all feedback. Old school John is going to be talking trash about somebody's draft, and I'm not going to let him know whose draft he's looking at. Robbie, when he calls somebody's draft absolutely crap, Who's he going to be talking about? Well, it won't be me. I mean, my guess will be like, so. Let's talk bad about our league mates. I'd have to say throughout, and and this is me thinking back quickly, but historically I'd say Clay drafts horribly. um, Dave drafts horribly. And Geoff drafts horribly. Um, those three are the main ones. Stewart can go one way or the other. It, it, good point on Stewart. He, he's either the worst drafter or he's really good. But he's never won. I mean, if you – well, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Randall. I didn't mean to push a button because you've never won. So that's, hey, you that's, know what? Pro- that's probably a good thing. That dog died of old age. Yeah. Roof, roof, roof. So, all right. I like your picks, though. Raj, throw somebody under the bus from the league. Well, Blake sucks, too, obviously. I don't talk trash because I don't have to. Um, all I know is when I felt like I had a great draft, I usually end up sucking. So I hope uh, – and John's pretty rad. I hope he doesn't like my draft because I feel like we think similarly. I've never been able to say that word. Um, but – this year's very odd, you know, especially after a shortened season last year. You know, I'm glad we didn't. When morons have their draft, you know, in early August. Uh, yeah, I drafted Travis Etienne uh, well, in the third round. The Good job. Chat, chat, somebody would have drafted him. Oh, 100%. Y'all somebody probably still will. In the group chat. But that's where, that's no, where, I mean, that's where, I don't talk. That's where about half those guys go to get their sports news. Is that group chat? Oh, or here. I guarantee you someone will draft him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Just hey, because- how, how are we setting up the confessional? What, what's that going to look like? Uh, I have an a shit show that already has a broken screen, but the camera works perfectly. And I have an iPad that's about 10 years old. Well, and we're going to take here. I'm going to show you, Randall. We have equipment. We can, we. I mean, I have a phone that's not broken. I, I, I don't I, care I, if it's broken. It's it's going to get destroyed when it's over with. And did you say an iPad? I've heard of those. Of the Halo. And you come in and you push a button, and you will be live. And yeah, I'm trying to. I've got nicer equipment, but I had an Activision or. Uh, Coleco I just vision? want to take the junkie equipment in case it gets trashed. Hey, well, hell, by that a, time, I can stock, stock will probably be through the roof. I can probably afford, you know. Just anything. get us a GoPro. 
I have a GoPro, actually. You do have a GoPro hey. at the office. Will you be there before the draft? Well, I'll be home. Side note. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know the dude, but we went to college together at UC San Diego. My year, uh, the dude that invented GoPro. And I'm worth about 11 bucks, and he's worth about $11 billion. But he was a surfer. Our school is very close to the water. Um, he basically was taping a waterproof camera, those little big yellow ones, and he invented GoPro. And uh, literally the same year at UCSD. We, we might already take the GoPro. You can have all I have, dude. I don't, I've got no use for it. We, we may should take the GoPro, too. Okay, we'll get back to the draft here in a minute. NFL is starting to roll along, and, and we're all excited. And, and I, I usually try to watch some games. Um, uh, Brendan just showing how smart I am. I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, if my prediction didn't go out, Stuart Brock, I'm looking at you, man. I'm so sick of your Alabama stuff. You're going to have the worst draft. Roll Tide that. Oh, yeah. Stuart always I'm, has the worst job. I'm sick of you over Stuart. Thick, man. Real um, time. Real time. So, as we get closer, I've tried to watch some preseason games, and it's absolutely trash. The Atlanta Falcons, my favorite team, has not played the offensive starting lineup in two games out of three. So, they got one more game to play the starters. And I'm not talking about the Matt Ryan starters or the Calvin Ridley starters. We're not playing offensive linemen. Robbie, is this because people fear the 17th game and the toll that it's going to take on people? Because the Falcons are not only the only team doing this, several teams have done it. Why the sudden change? The rule always a series in the first game, a quarter in the second game, half of the third game, and then a lot of times starters would set out the fourth game. Why, why the change? So this is going to be a very complex answer. I'm not sure I'm even going to answer the question. I'm going to try. Um, and this goes back to our friend Blake and I. We were we were at Buffalo Wild Wings one Saturday, and we were talking about um, – I was watching – I was like, oh, college football is better, and he's like, NFL is better. Um and I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, NFL is just so superior of a product. Like, you can't throw – like, I mean, just the windows are shorter. Everything's just more intense. Um, I thought about that, and I was like, okay, maybe you're right. Um, and then you got in this, this preseason product. And so it's just like – it's – like what? what are the, I don't understand what they're doing. I know I understand that people have to get worked and they have to get to get worked. And like I get all the money that's involved in it, but as far as being a product that can matter, no. I mean, I was looking. I did some numbers. Uh, well, if you can let me, I, I want. I do want to discuss Urban Meyer and the Jags in a bit. But okay, we'll get there. You have. You have. Uh, NFC East, every single team in NFC NFC East. I'm sorry, NFC. Yeah, well, the NFC West. So you have the Seahawks, the Rams, the Niners, and Cardinals. whoever else is in there. 
they all have a point differentiate differentiate plus two. Uh, they're all negative except for one. San Francisco has plus two. That division is a good football division, and then in the preseason doesn't matter. So it's just all bogus. I just don't get what we're doing here, and so. Yeah, I just I think it's just a dress rehearsal, but I don't get what they get of the games versus what they get from the practices. So I am a seller on NFL preseason. I didn't used to be that way, but this NFL I am. So, Robbie, uh, and either one, I'll go to you with the question. But building off of Robbie's point, Rog, it used to be that teams never practiced with teams. Now, when you have a preseason game with each other, the Falcons and the Dolphins spent three days together as a franchise. Are they are they learning about themselves in those practices and then the games are a way to make a paycheck, get into your game? I mean, there are some game routine that you want to get into. Is that all that the, the preseason has become? I mean, has it become that? It's the same. It, it's gone from four to three games. Uh, because, yeah, there was a 17th game. It's odd because the Raiders faced Seattle in the first game of the year, and they had 65,000. I believe that's a sellout at that game, which back in the day in Oakland or L.A., they'd have 650 people. Uh, the Raiders just played the Rams at SoFi. Yes, I'm talking about only new stadiums, but there was like 68,000 there or something like that. So the owners are making money hand over fist. Do they matter? No. In the third game, starters may play one series. They may not. Nowadays, everyone scrimmages live with another team, sometimes multiple teams. And, and that's far more telling than, you know, these types of games. If you got a brand new stadium, then, yeah, I think it's worthwhile. But in terms of evaluation, four was ridiculous. Everyone knew it. Three is borderline. It's owners like, here you go, but they'd rather have a 17th game. Uh, you know, they know who they want to cut and who they want to keep after, I think, week one or two. And there are roster reductions for a reason. I think sometimes it comes down to whether or not you're paranoid or insecure about someone else snatching up a guy that you – aren't sure of, you know, that may be worthwhile. And then somebody will come in and, and snatch them up. Meaning that the evaluation period, I mean, it's, it's far too long. Uh, even before the first preseason game, what is there a month of practice? Uh, I think it's for hard knocks and that's about it, which by the way, I tried to watch one episode and this is probably the first year that I couldn't, even watch one episode like it, it was just boring to me am i the only one maybe really, because really. it was dallas again but uh dallas you're, you're the only one that can afford hbo yeah i'm the only one <laughs> so to your point to your point um and then we'll get to the jags the falcons have started aj mccarron in both of their preseason games aj mccarron took a freak hit and is gone for the year. Yeah, it's in terrible. a normal circumstance, that would have been a snap Matt Ryan took. So, it, is it a smart move that they're making, Robbie, to protect his franchise? 
Kyle Pitts, a rookie, would have played every snap of preseason, has played maybe a handful of snaps. Or is it smart to protect your team? Um, so I'm one of those believers. It, it it's what we do. Like like we go to work, we drive to work, we like you're yeah. not, yes, you put yourself at risk every day for something. But because the outcome is bad, does not mean the decision to put yourself in that situation was necessarily bad. The same would occur. Yeah, like so. So, yeah, so I drive to work every day. It, on Thursday, if I get in the wreck and whatever happened, does not make my decision to drive to work a bad idea. So I just think it's a lot of just judgmental people thinking about these things and just saying, "Oh, I would have done this differently because I have this." glass genie that I, that I can tell you what's going to happen. So what other follow-up? Do you think Raj is deep sea diving now, or what is that noise? Oh, he's probably just been like, oh, feel sorry for me. I, my back hurts again. Oh, my back hurts. So what are... I found some alleviation. Thank you very much. So what is what is different about the way the Jags are going at preseason? Raj, you want to go first? No, you've got the Jag shirt on. You're the one in crappy Florida, so uh, I believe. Yeah, so I'm in Jag's country. Um, Aren't you in Tampa country? Wait, where is PCB? I don't even know. I mean. Is that the East Coast? I mean, it's Tampa, Jacksonville. It's freaking matter. It's Florida. Um, So... Did y'all watch any any part of the game? I guess two nights ago, maybe. I watched uh, a quarter of it. Um, yeah. So, Urban is going like I think Urban Meyer is a great coach, and he's a program builder. But by all accounts, that guy hates to lose worse than anybody. And you go into that grinder of the NFL, and you're going to lose, and you're going to lose, you're going to lose. I don't think he's going to make it a year and a half. I don't. I no, think I, he's I think he's done. I think he's going to say, this is not for me. I'll do my uh, – the offense looks stagnant. It doesn't flow. It's a terrible team. It, it's just that that's not what Urban does. Urban takes good situations and makes them better. He doesn't take bad situations and, and does what he does. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm not sure if he's catching flack for the number 25 overall pick getting hurt with a list, Frank, which sometimes you never recover from. Uh, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's an awful injury, and, and I wish the best for the kid. It yeah, happened oh yeah. in week one or two, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought Urban Meyer wasn't going to make it regardless. Um, you know, the cons aren't the most savvy owners, per se. And Urban's always got an out, dude. He just has to fake a heart attack. And, uh, you, you know, he's generally, he's generally good. And, however, it is Jacksonville. So what really are – the standards for success three well, four wins and, and and i'll say this like i think urban is at minimum 
the top five greatest college football coaches of all time. Maybe top three, maybe top two. I think I he's the only one in this Urban generation that competes with Saban. Yeah. I, I think I think so. I, but getting to to take in over that program at that level is just gonna be so hard. Uh, I would tend to agree. Guys, I'm having a little camera trouble. We're supposed to be having a a guest join us for the predictions. Of course, I've had to text him again. So uh, give it just a second here. One, one Is he more. shaking your camera? No, I, through, I moved my camera. Through the spirits? Wrap it up. We're, we're 10 minutes from wrap-up, Teller. We're 10 yeah. minutes, 10 minutes. 10, 10, see, right, I'm say 10 minutes from wrap-up. Sorry. Uh, my fans aren't very happy with our tactics. Why are you so mean? Our fan. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah, so you think your wife is a fan of you? Hey, what's up, girl? She is not a fan of you. She knows better. No. How did you marry someone? Look at her. You look great, by the way. I got it. Hey, Dancing Stars. uh, Hit it. what is it? Kidney Foundation? Dare donate. Still da- dare to dance. Still donate money. Hey, they have Talk about money. out kicking your coverage. <laughs> yeah, she did very well. I heard a. <laughs> I did love three R's. You guys have a bar sponsorship for Dare to Dance. I appreciate you. Woo. What are we on speaker throughout uh, the PCB 1978 house there? I like it. There's speakers built in the ceiling. So, uh, last 10 minutes is we're over a half hour, and uh, our guest, uh, our guest is not able to use his phone, and I don't know where he's at. Are you talking about criminal? No, uh, uh, we're supposed to be joined by Brandon Chain. Oh, do you have any smart friends? Is our guest in 1988? Jane, where are you at, man? We're trying to bring you in for the predictions. You, I just texted you the link. You've been here commenting the whole night, so I know you're out there. So, um, one more question about the NFL. One more, and we'll give you my second to get here. If, if you get the first overall pick, do you walk into the draft and already have the player you're taking in your mind? Well, Me, no. Robbie, all you. As you know, we don't know the draft order to right before the draft. So it's hard to say we will ever know if we would trade it or not. Um, Theoretically, the, let's say you knew the draft order. Would you? Well, Would you have two trade, guys that you know? The trade process in this league is the most it, – it, it, it's easier to get something passed through Congress than it is to get a trade approved in our league. So I just want to I just want to add joining the party. Oh. Brandon has made it to the party. Right, this guy's legit. You, you, you've put your name. Fantasy Camp? What the heck is that? <laughs> what is that? 
Well, you know what it is. I mean, I guess or we could all. I mean, I guess we could all put that except for Randall. Randall, hey yo. Oh, he's only been in the league twenty years, dude. Give him a break, Mister Davis. So, James, what's your take on? We're about to make our predictions for division, so you're here for that. But give us your take of the preseason. I'm all for it. Like, I get you know. Superstar injuries could happen. Just like Robbie said earlier, you know, we all drive to work and and take that risk. But I mean, this is a this is a tryout. This is beyond fandom. This is this is a business, and, and you're building depth at this point. Um, it's always next man up in the NFL. I mean, these guys are are there for a reason. So you got to see what they can do in real time situations. I mean. We've all been to practice, and, I mean, most of the time you half-ass. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that. But <laughs> that. practice. Hey, hey, they're talking about practice. Hey, uh, what's yeah, the right. local news, what's the local news about Brable? How's Brable doing? Um, haven't heard much. Uh, I know he's got to have two consecutive negative tests before he can return. Um Mild symptoms is what is reported. Nothing serious. He's been vaccinated. So, you know, thoughts and prayers with him and his family should be good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, back to preseason. I mean, yeah, it, trust me, I, I've been a season ticket holder for the Titans for, I don't know, since 02. And does that include preseason? It, it, yeah, if you have it a ticket, you I pay full price. Do you go to how many of those yeah. games have you been to? Maybe five <laughs> in nineteen years. All right, I agree. Yeah, but all you right, know, all right, all right. It's not a it's not a live game you want to go watch. It's, it's the playoff it's games that count, Ross, and then the regular right. season games. Granted, it's I've obviously been many, of, many of many of uh, Titans wins and losses together. It's owner pump dump, and what happens if preseason games like last year were played in front of empty stadiums? You know, obviously, it's owners need money. Yeah. I mean, you got loyal season ticket holders that could give a crap. Now, I'm sure you'll get, you'll get a hundred bucks because you'll get suckers, but per ticket. No, gosh. so this year is actually the first year, and I can't remember when that I can actually sell preseason tickets. Um, most of the time, I'm just oh, wow. trying to give them away to, like, you know, dad and his kid or something, you know, to go to the game. Allie. Allie, that. Yeah, but I'm not saying that it's not needed, you know, for internal evaluation. And that's what the fans, they don't care because it doesn't matter. If these games mattered, they would care. But it matters to the depth and the coaches. And the organizations, like these are the people you're trying out to potentially be the next man up and your superstar. So you've got to have those games. Like, but they charge real, regular season prices, right? Well, of course they do. You know, it's a business. I've adjusted that technically. You only pay like 60, 65, 75 in the preseason, but they just raise the regular season prices. They still get the same money. Well, I mean, lower the beer prices if that's the case. Titans divvy it up between you know all eight home games or whatever, maybe 
possibly nine now that there's 17, but um, it it gets spread across the course of the well, season. I, that's going to be – so are we going seven – I guess Lanier needs to be on here because Lanier well, – I don't know how he's the commissioner, by the way. Um, I should be the commissioner, but – You let that no, happen. You're the worst. I'm too busy to be the commissioner. Obviously, that was Evelyn. Or yeah, Evelyn, I'm not too busy to be the commissioner. I'm the best commissioner. Um, uh, Robbie should be the team regular season in the playoffs. Phoebe would do a better job than Robbie. She's a smart dog. Get back together, Very man. smart dog. All right. Allison gave us five minutes from now. All right. All right, All right Jay. First off, who has the worst draft? We're, we've got. Two shorts and a Robbie. Uh, worst draft. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Geoff or Stewart. I'm gonna Geoff say. or Stewart. Okay, three Stewart. You suck, Stewart. Roll Tide. In the AFC East, we have four teams: Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the New York Jets. Give me one through four for that division. We will start in the bottom right-hand corner with Mr. Raj Mehta. Uh, you know, I think the one is certainly the Buffalo Bills, which, again, we haven't said that since Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly. Um, you know, I, admittedly, I haven't looked at the schedule. I'm going to go Miami, too, because that defense is loaded. I don't – even though, you know, the Patriots have their way, but spending $160 million or whatever they did – especially on two tight ends that get hurt a lot, including Johnny Smith, who you guys know, and Hunter Henry isn't usually the way. Uh, you know, their time will come with uh, with uh, home book, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. But, um, you know, I'll go New England third, and the fourth team being I'm blanking mentally. Jets. Jets. Well, duh, the Jets. So Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York. And to Mr. Fantasy Champion, Brandon Chain. Wait, that's a bad name for him. He no, it's a great year? name. Because you know I'm going to win. Of course. I, you know, I'm I, winning this year. So I would I would definitely say Buffalo is the, the clear favorite. Uh, it's hard to argue that one. Um, I'm going to go uh, New England. Um. I'm gonna say Jets next, and then I can't remember the the fourth. Dolphins one. four. Yeah, Dolphins fourth. Ain't no love for Tua. I get it. Robbie Davis. Yeah. Wow. Um. My, yeah. I uh, I think Bills is a clear favorite there. Um. I actually have the Dolphins second. I think Tua is going to – with um, the receiver from Alabama. Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett, by the way, is the backup. That's a strong yeah. backup. So, I, I think Dolphins are going to come in second. Um, then I have the Patriots, and then the Jets are going to be terrible because the Jets are always terrible. Okay. The I'm Jets, start. Jets and the Niners both blew their draft picks. Bills. Dolphins both make the playoff. Bills win the division. Dolphins make it as a wild card. The Patriots third, and then the Jets 
maybe one in fifteen Braves lose five four tonight. So well, by the way, you know, I got robbed last year, but I got Josh Allen in like the ninth round last year. And uh again I lost to Lenny in the so, championship semifinals, but it was pathetic and I should not so, have lost. So so Randall, hold on, wait, wait. If you've got two teams from the AFC East, do you have the Titans in the playoffs? Let's go to the AFC South. Texans and Jacks. I'll go first. On a previous episode, I picked the Tennessee Titans to win the division, the Colts to qualify as a wild card, and the Texans are the man. The Texans and the Jags can they both finish in a tie for last? Horrible. So, I yeah, mean, I you can set a fire and who gets out first. Like, you just don't know. <laughs> Remember, there's an extra wild card team this year, too. So, Robbie Davis, you're up for the South. Um, yeah, so Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill, you have – Bud Dupree. You have – weapons on weapons and weapons and you have something that that it is hard for a defense to counteract because you can't load the box you can't double team you can't do much against that because if you go receiver heavy then henry will bust you all day long and the titans this year are the most chiefs proof of a team in the afc that they, they come by so Titans win the division. Colts are dangerous. The Colts are really well coached. They've got talent. The, Wentz is a loser. The Not a winner. The Texans and the Jags. Well, okay, so the Jags are at least trying. They at least hired Urban Meyer, and they you guys got have Trevor Lawrence. The Texans. The Texans are the. What 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 language can we use? They are the GD dumpster fire of the NFL. They're terrible. Bill up. <laughs> they have they like they don't have they're the they, Tennessee they, balls of the NFL. There's nothing there's nothing positive to say about the Houston Texans at all. O'Brien became a verb, just like Roy Munson. He got yeah. Munson. Uh it's just yeah. terrible. So so, so I, got, uh, yeah, I got Titans, Colts. Jags with probably four wins, and the Texans with maybe one win. Mr. Fantasy runner-up, Brandon Chang. <laughs> to compliment the uh, uh, great words you said there, Robbie, about the Titans, don't forget about the offensive line. If they're healthy, yeah. which will also help project them into the winner's circle, which I believe is going to happen this year, they're definitely going to be the, the AFC champion of uh, South. I I just don't see any other competition. Um, Colts are, are a distant second. I mean, they're they're still up in the air. Um, like I said, I mean, you can set a fire and see who comes out first between the Texans and the Jags. Like it just really it it's a coin flip because they're you got a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he'll throw for a lot of yards. That's just because they're going to be behind every game. Uh, they just lost Etn. Uh, they're they're in shambles. Their O line's not good. Obviously, we've seen that. You know, they're missing a couple key players, but we'll see how that um, plays out. I just uh, I got the Jags at the end. Somehow, the Texans 
um, might pull it together and pull third place there. So that's my take on it. All right. Well, I got, I'm learning my directions here when we have four of us. You Rock, got it. Man. You got it, Randall. Rock, that's Rock. a Tennessee education right there, brother. Just kidding. Um, this is easily, in my opinion, the easiest division in football. Uh, Carson Wentz is a born loser. Indianapolis has some players. The other two teams are worthless. My concern is that Derrick Henry has averaged 236 carries per year, roughly. Five years in. Now, if anyone can handle that load, it's certainly Derrick Henry, who was chiseled out of stone years ago from whatever town in Alabama he's from. I can't remember where he's from. His backup is whom? Like Darrington Johnson? And Tannehill is not exactly a winner. However, they've got monsters at receiver. They've got a great defense. The secondary leaves something to be desired, but getting Bud Dupree was just amazing, in my opinion. I think that just happened. That wasn't the year before. Um, you, you know, they're going to win that. But if they don't, it's because of massive amount of injuries. However, I don't see them coming out unscathed. I, I wish I did because I love their brand of football, and I actually enjoy – it's the one Tennessee team I enjoy rooting for, although I do like Tennessee basketball to an extent. I was going to say. However, I, uh, baseball, I, I, I do Tennessee. like it. Nah, I won't go that far. But, uh, you know, the AFC is – it seems like it's Buffalo or Kansas City, kind of like Georgia versus Bama and the SEC. Um, I'd be surprised if either anybody else made the AFC championship game. And that right. includes Tennessee, just because they're volatile at certain positions. All right, we're running short of time. Let's go to the AFC North, the toughest division. I'm going to give you only two teams make the playoffs. Only two. The Baltimore Ravens win the division. The Cleveland Browns qualify the playoff. The Pittsburgh Steelers does not make the playoffs, but it is third. And Cincinnati's still probably a year away. Mr. Uh, I don't disagree there. Um, actually, well, maybe slightly. I think the Browns um, might have a slide nod there on that one. It's close. Close. Raj? Baker is my only reservation. The Browns would probably have the best offensive line in the league, one of the best mm -hmm. defensive lines, a great linebacking core, a great secondary. Uh, I can't remember the non-conference, but I agree with Shane in the sense, to me, it comes down to Lamar versus uh, Mayfield, and I don't think Mayfield is ever going to win anything of significance. Uh, flip the script, you put Lamar or even Derek Carr of the Raiders on Cleveland, and that's your Super Bowl champion, in my opinion. Cleveland roster is loaded. Uh, Pittsburgh could be under 500. Robbie's not here, so we'll have to get to Robbie. I am here. AFC North. He back. He back. AFC North. Me? Um, yep. Oh, I got Baltimore. I got Cleveland. And I've got Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh takes a big step back this year. I think, I think uh, they still Unanimous. Think. Unanimous on that. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, AFC West, I'm going to go ahead and let Robbie Davis go first. AFC West, KFC, K, KC, obviously. No, KFC um, is going to be good, KFC, too. KFC. I, I thought mm. Andy Reid and KC got, got, got it all conglomerated together. Okay, so I got Kansas City. I got the Chargers, who I think are going to do really well. Um, then I've got Oakland and Harris. Las Vegas. Uh, oh, Las Vegas. Sorry. Uh, who am I missing in the in the West? Um, Denver. Denver. Yeah, Denver. The donkeys. Yeah. yeah. All right, Raj. <laughs> it's going to be Kansas City and two or three eight and eight teams, in my opinion. The Chargers have strong talent up front. Um, a Bear is way better than I ever thought he was. I'm eating crow on that one. Eckler, uh, Mike Williams, Jared Cooks is tied in the offensive line. Everyone gets hurt there. Uh, Keenan Allen is basically the only constant, even though he wasn't a constant in the playoffs last year, but that's neither here nor there. Defense is fairly strong. Uh, but, you know, same token, Denver's defense and the secondary is the best secondary in the league. And then you got Von Miller, Brandon Chubb, but they didn't go for a quarterback, and they're going to go with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. So, again, I, I can differentiate amongst the three teams, the Chargers, the Raiders, or the Donkeys. Uh, but obviously Kansas City is going to be the top of the crop. Uh, seems like Randall has an AFC playoff that has uh, 19 teams in it, uh, but – None of the uh, the three AFC West stepchildren will be there. I've just got the Dolphins. No, I heard like five teams that are going to make it. Am I wrong? The Six, Ravens eight teams. and the Colts in as wild card. Three wild cards. I will go with the Chiefs, the Chargers. Pizza's coming out of the oven, boys. The Raiders yeah. and the Broncos. Brandon? Oh. Are the Chargers going to make I your playoff? No, it's hard to hard to go against the Chiefs, but I'm going to. I'm going to say Chargers, Chiefs. All right, all right. Denver, Raiders. Do, do the Chiefs make the playoffs? In your opinion? Yeah, I think they're um, they're coming in on a wild card this year. NFC East. I will give you the Washington Football Team. The Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. Robbie? I mean, that's the most irrelevant division. I mean, <laughs> you could just throw, put them on dice and throw them out there. But, yes, I mean, I agree. Washington, I think, probably wins. Then Dallas. The Giants and the Eagles may win three football games this year. You, as much, like. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he, he seems like a good person. He's put in an impossible situation. They'll probably win three or four games. Um, yeah, I mean, just – yeah, so Washington, Dallas, the Giants with uh, Barkley will get will get some, some play time. And then uh, Jones got from Duke. But, yeah, I mean, that's just a terrible division. Yes, Raj. Agreed. Washington wins on defense alone. 
Dallas will find a way to muck it up. Um, Philly is Philly. By the way, there was a recent article in The Athletic about basically surveying 30 agents of random topics. And the most distrustful GM by far was Howie Roseman of the uh, the Eagles. Um, they're reeling. They won a championship three years ago, but it's Philly, so everyone gets mad. Uh, I think the Redskin defense oh, – and I'm a minority. The Washington football team defense will be the best in the NFL. And they got Fitz, Magic. You don't have to do much behind that defense. They'll win it. Dallas will Dallas it up. Um, a lot of people love the Giants, but uh, Daniel Jones is Derek Carr light. And that means neither are winners. So I, I, I'm all WFT. Okay. I got um, actually uh, Dallas, I think, might actually make a breakthrough this year if Dak can stay healthy. Um, not a Dallas homeboy, but was an Emmett Smith fan back in the day. So I'll, um, I'll roll with Dallas to win that this year. Um, you know, injury prohibited. Uh, and then, yeah, Washington, best defense. That's going to be a close one. Uh, obviously, Giants last. Uh, Philly just fits in where they get in. And you go ahead with the NFC West then. Seattle, the Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. Too short? Get in where you fit. Yeah, right. Um, I like the 49ers. Uh, I like 49ers, uh, Seahawks, um, and then, yeah, Sign up wherever after that. Pretty much those two. Raj? Uh, even though I don't like them, despite their Los Angeles nature, you know, I, I think Stafford, even though the line is suspect, takes them over the top. I think there are too many weapons on that team. Um, losing Cam Akers was deadly, though. That really hurt. Because I thought that guy would have been a top five running back in, in the league, and Fantasy football, spoiler, he would have been a very high pick for me. But, you know, when the Rams lost John Johnson to uh, the Browns, probably a, a top three, if maybe the best safety in the league. However, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not a Trey Lance guy. Even though, excuse me, the Niners defense is dope, Seattle's going to struggle. This is Carroll's last year. And... Um, Wait, who's the last? Oh, Arizona. Ooh. Arizona, I think, has done a great job. You know, they fortified the middle, done great at linebacker. Um, I, I think it's Arizona or the Rams. All right, I think Robbie. the Niners will be one game behind both. NFC West, Robbie. Um, Stop. Cool. So uh, this is one of the tougher ones. Um, yeah, in real time. In, in, um, Russell Wilson, I trust. So, but I do like Kyler Murray in Arizona. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle's because it's a little tougher place to play. So I'm going to say the home field advantage wins for Seattle. Seattle won, um, Arizona two. Um, I think LA is number three. And then I'll take San Francisco four. I I I I've been Ooh. preaching this from the get go of our show. 
I think San Francisco and the Jets blew their draft so far out of the world. I, I just think they just messed it up so bad. I, I I want to be proven wrong, but until I'm proven wrong, I'm sticking to my my opinion that they just messed it all up. I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, and I'm going to go with the Rams, Seattle, Arizona, and the Niners. I'm very tempted to put That's what teams, I said. Three teams in the playoffs in this division. But I'll just stay with the Rams and the Seahawks make playoffs. NFC North will start with Rod. Uh Green Bay. Green Bay. Kind of like Alabama. Um, you know, I do think they're in for a letdown. Justin Field is I think it's gonna take a period for him to adjust the game. So I'm going, uh, obviously, Green Bay, Minnesota. I think they rebound. Uh, if they don't, Zimmer's gone. Detroit, and then the Bears. Robbie Davis. Green Bay, as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, Aaron Rodgers is there. Uh, I got Minnesota second. I think Fields starts probably week three. I like them as number three, and then Detroit finishing last as usual. I'll give you the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a wild card team. And then I'll give you the Vikings and the Saints and Brandon Chain. Yeah, I got Green Bay, uh, Minnesota. I do have the Bears uh, next. I think Fields actually starts week two. Um and then, yeah, whoever's last. All right, most important division in football. We'll start with Robbie Davis. Detroit. The NFC South? Yes. Um, well, yeah, so this is Tampa. And then... That's it? I mean, I guess just... Pick from a chew, I guess Atlanta, then Carolina, New Orleans, but it's just Tampa's division. That's it. All right. That's it. That's all I got to say. Sorry, Randall. Atlanta, nothing. Rest of them, nothing. It's all uh, Saints. Big step back. Camara won't make it through the year. I do like Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee grad Marquez Callaway, another guy that was entirely underused underneath Butch. But, uh, yeah, they're done. It's Tampa and Tampa only. Jane, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I like Tampa Saints. Um, and then flip a coin. All right. Hey, by the way, Shy Tuttle is starting on defense for the Saints, I think. In the four He's three, been starting wasn't that another one. Tennessee guy? Yep. I think I think you're gonna get another some. Another guy um, didn't do anything at Tennessee, but uh, seems to have an NFL career. Oh, hey, wait. hey, sorry guys. Uh, Day one. My remote, my, my, my remote office is not as uh, happy as my local office about me being on the show for two and a half hours. So, uh, based on that uh, chandelier in the curtains, so. To to controls outside of my control, um, I'm gonna have to get off here with my uh, 
My wisdom. With your wife telling you to get off. All but... being here. Yes. All right, She's right. Well, She's right. She's right. You got to bet your nuts. Um, What's that? Bet my nuts. Bet my nuts. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, we hear you, Allison. She's like, talk about bet your nuts. Kyle, Kyle Larson to win Sunday. And then right. also, and, and wait, and parlay that with me picking the best team on Saturday. All right. We'll parlay that out. Right. All right. All right. So I'm going to give you my piece. Your nuts. The, my division picks are New Orleans, Atlanta, Excuse me, Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. My bet your nuts is the Falcons over seven and a half games. Lock it in. The Falcons win nine games at least. All right, that's our division. Rog, do you have a bet your nuts? I don't know, but the three of us look far more better looking than when Rob is here and Allison certainly uh, yanked the chain, but no I, pun intended I can't either of you. you never told me started. Tell me about I, it. We only have uh, my bet your nuts is the Dodgers win the series in San Diego. Not necessarily a provocative pick right now. It's one nothing and AJ Pollock just grabbed jerk, uh, robbed rather uh, jerk Machado of a home run, like went over the fence a la Bellinger in the NLDS last year. But uh, they'll win two out of three, and they may sweep, and the Dodgers line up their pitchers. They only have three healthy pitchers after Urias coming off the DL. Uh, Mookie's expected back uh, in two days. So uh, if I had the nuts, I would say Dodgers in a sweep. But uh, I'll say Dodgers two out of three at San Diego. Brandon, you got a bet. Yeah. So I'm going to go preseason on Saturday during our draft. Oh, nice. We're going to go a little Titans-Bears action. Um, I'm going to say Fields is starting at least the first two quarters. Um, Titans are probably pretty much done with their tryouts. It's going to be a bunch of scrubs pretty much. So I'm going <laughs> to go bet your nuts on the – uh, Bears pulling that one off at the Titan Stadium. What's the spread? Do we know? Uh, I can't remember what it is. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, not nor nor was I. Nor did I care until you mentioned it. Yeah, so I mean, let me check I here. think we're favored. I would say um, probably like three or four. I, can, we I see it, Chicago. Actually, Chicago at two and a half. Okay. Because as so, you yeah, say, say, a lot more starters need to play for Chicago for sure than for Tennessee. And that's that's what I was reading into it, you know, prior to even even seeing the spread. So, so I would Bears minus two and a half. Still the Bears? I'd still take the Bears, yeah. Gotcha. Agreed. Uh, by the way, is Robbie still talking to his wife after getting lectured and not turning off his microphone? Because I hear that. I have not. Randall, I can't hear whenever he talks right now, so I don't know what's going on. I hear Robbie getting lectured. Oh, no. (laughs) It's all good. Hey, thank you guys for letting me jump on here. 
uh, late. I've been watching it the whole time and, and fully involved. So it, it's a great show. Uh, again, thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. Can you hear Randall? Randall, Randall, can you hear anyone? Yeah, dude, you sound like you're on a, uh, like in Tokyo and Godzilla just stepped into the picture and you're on like a weather radio. He can hear. I can't hear him. All right. Hey, for Randall, Brandon Chain, Robbie Davis, I'm stepping in for the greatest host ever. We'll see you next week. This is 3R plus Brandon Chain, who's 3R plus far one. better looking than uh, the other two guys I work with. But we'll see you next week live from our fantasy draft. All right, boys. Peace. Enjoyed it. Oh, I can't make